0: to Day 92 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season now, uh, the story of the prophets. Uh, we've been giving you the story of Scripture. We began with the story of the New Testament. But, of course, the story of the New Testament cannot be told without the entire story of the Old Testament. Most of the images uh, and figures used in the New Testament have a rich, rich history in God's redemption of Israel. We've been reading through Isaiah, and, of course, to me, Isaiah is... One of the treasures of the Old Testament It's here that the gospel you know, comes through in such a clear way. Uh, we're in a new section beginning in verse 41 where we're going to be introduced to two different servants. Uh, one is weak and blind and, and inept, and the other is uh, very powerful, very gracious, and uh, an instrument of God's redemption. So in these first few chapters, you know, beginning 41 through 48, we'll hear more about the weak and inept servant of Israel and, and her helplessness. Uh, with one mention, uh, you know, of the coming servant. And then it'll flip when we get to chapters 49. uh, We'll hear more and more and more, you know, about the servant of the Lord. So this is an incredible picture of what um, Israel should have been, what was not, and everything Christ will be, uh, which is everything that Israel isn't. I'm Paul, here with Cindy and David, as we continue our journey, you know, through the book of Isaiah. And as always, we... We realize what a gift we've been given in Scripture, and we come to Scripture with expectant hearts, uh, with a desire for God to do what He has promised He will do through His Word. Uh, his Word never returns empty. It always accomplishes purpose. And, of course, His purpose in us is that we be transformed into the image of Christ uh, for the glory of God and, and for our joy and for a witness to the world around us. So before we, uh, before we read Isaiah 41 and start a new week, in the word together. Uh, let's just pause and pray. David, do you mind lifting us up?
1: No, let's pray. Father, we do thank you so much for the gift of your word. As we turn now to uh, Isaiah 41, may we behold wonderful things in your word, and may your word shape us. May it um, renew us and do the work in our hearts that only it can do to help us to behold you, uh, marvel at you, and to live as your people. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Him.
0: Isaiah 41 Be silent before me, you islands. Let the nations renew their strength. Let them come forward and speak. Let us meet together at the place of judgment. Who has stirred up one from the east, calling him righteousness to his service? He hands nations over to him and subdues kings before him. He turns them to dust with his sword, to windblown chaff with his bow. He pursues them and moves on unscathed by a path his feet have not traveled before. Who has done this and carried it through, calling forth the generations from the beginning, I, the Lord, the first of them, and with the last of them, I am He. The islands have seen it, and fear the ends of the earth tremble. They approach, and they come forward. They help each other and say to their companions, Be strong. The metalworker encourages the goldsmith, and the one who smooths with a hammer spurs on the one who strikes the anvil. One says of the welding, It is good. The other nails down the idol so it will not topple. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend, I took you from the ends of the earth, from the farthest corners I called you. I said, You are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear from with you. Do not be dismayed from your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be nothing and perish. And though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, you warm Jacob, little Israel, do not fear. For I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp, with many teeth. You will thresh the mountains and crush them and reduce the hills to chaff. You will win on them. The wind will pick them up, and a gale will blow them away. But you will rejoice in the Lord and the glory of the Holy One of Israel. And poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst. But I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I'll make rivers flow in the barren heights and springs from within the valleys. I'll turn the desert into pools of water and the parts ground into springs. I'll put in the desert the cedar and the achaia, the myrtle and the olive. I'll set junipers in the wasteland, the fir and the cypress together, so that people may see and know and may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created it. Present your case, says the Lord. Set forth your argument, says Jacob's king. Tell us, you idols, what is going to happen. Tell us the former things. Uh, tell us what the former things were, so that we may consider them and know their final outcome. Or declare to us the things to come. Tell us what the future holds, so we may know that you are gods. Do something, whether good or bad, so that we will be dismayed and filled with fear. But you are less than nothing, and your works are utterly worthless. Whoever chooses you is detestable. I've stirred up one from the north, and he comes. One from the rising sun who calls on my name. He treads on rulers as if they were mortar, as if they were um, a potter treading the clay. Who told of this from the beginning so we, we could know, or beforehand, so we could say he was right? No one told of this. No one foretold it. No one heard any words from you. I was the first to tell Zion, look, here they are. I gave to Jerusalem a messenger of good news. I look, but there is no one, no one among the gods to give counsel, no one to give answer when I asked them. See? They're all false. Their deeds amount to nothing. Their images are but wind and confusion. Another theme you're going to find in these chapters, you know, 41 through 46, is uh, you know God's uh, challenging of all the idols. And so this is the first of many cases He will make you know against the idols as well. Uh, he's calling. You know, he starts off with a note of hope that I will rescue you. And he's referring, you know, to Jacob, you know, as, as a worm. And it's not not really a criticism. It's really part of, you know, their own self-image. They see themselves as powerless and weak, you know, against all these mighty powers that are moving from them. Uh, the way that Israel is arranged, it's between, you know, the great powers of the north and the great powers of the south. And when one of them sweeps in to conquer the other, Israel's always, and you know, are kind of getting swept up in the violence. So it's really incredible that they had golden years at all or great years you know under david and and it is a testimony to you know god's you know preserving them you know as a people so we get into the, the two servants of the lord we've been re- introduced to the first one and he is is one chosen by god and this is where we get our theme you know election by grace not because mm-hmm. you know not because you're stronger or mightier or or more intelligent than the other nations uh, you're you're helpless you're small even the word for little israel is the word insect uh, you're, you're just a tiny kind of bug compared to the nations but i loved you and i've chosen you mm-hmm. and i'll be the one that helps you
1: and that's a the theme that really stood out as we're reading this you know obviously we see there in verse nine i took you from the ends of the earth from the farthest corners i called you i've chosen you i've not rejected you but you know he even just gives the, the good news that is even good news for us today you know he's i will strengthen you i will uphold you you know i am the lord i myself will help you and and so again just seeing as israel you know fails to see often that they try to be dependent on other nations and other gods but they find that they need to be dependent on the lord and that's a reminder for me as well today you know as i'm thinking about where i often rely where i often put my dependence i try to be my own strength i try to uphold myself i try to take care of myself and yet you know he's the one and i love that little scene you know where um, who, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you do not fear i will help you so we see he's the best god ever towards the end of this chapter he's the true god but yet he's also the one that's really near to us and provides the strength that we need
0: now and of course this is building on the you know, wonderful promise you know that you have at the end of you know chapter 40 uh, I'm just going to start in verse 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. and his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even you the grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength or soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary and, and the walk cannot be faint. And so, historically speaking, uh, you know, Isaiah is preparing them for exile into Babylon. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, this whole challenge between, you know, idols and, and the one true God is, it might be easy for many to think, well, you know, Babylon's God's one. And, uh, and now we're saying, no, they, they, they have not one, they are but nothing. It's your sins that have carried you into exile, not the strength of Babylon's kings, not the strength of Babylon's idols. Uh, but you have forsaken the source of your true strength. And, and so there is the encouragement in the middle of all this darkness. Mm-hmm. If you wait, and if you put your hope in the Lord, uh, you will be renewed in his strength. And what, I, what an incredible promise that is.
2: And so all the references to idols that we'll see here and then the coming chapters, I mean, it's just... Such an indictment. Um, as In seven, it says the metal worker encourages the goldsmith and the one who smooths the hammer, spurs on the one who strikes the anvil. One says of the welding, it is good, the other nails down the idol so it will not topple. It's interesting to see that phrase, it is good, in you know, kind of thinking of the creation story. Um, but yet, what they've created, they have to nail down so it doesn't fall over. You know, and so that, that, it just-
0: That's a really vivid image. Yeah you know the, uh, the the gods that you create you kind of have to anchor their feet into yeah. the ground so that you know they, they do not topple mm-hmm. and uh, those who trust in these gods themselves you know will be you know will be toppled mm-hmm. and there is just that great image and a great to, and you know and that is an interesting you know an interesting observation mm-hmm. they look at their work and say it's good and actually says anyone who trusts in these things is is detestable right you really are Foolish as you could possibly be and as far from the heart of God as you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And Israel has is not, you know, completely forsaken God. They're, they're kind of living in both worlds where they have, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have their idols and then they also go to the temple and, and so it makes them even more, you know, duplicitous that they're, uh, you know, kind of hedging their bets by, you know, trusting in foreign gods. Mm-hmm. And it's the trust in the foreign gods that has caused them, you know, to topple because there is no anchor you know, for their feet. Mm -hmm. And
1: that's really where I just don't think we are like Israel in any way, right? No. (laughs) My goodness. it's
0: uh, We really do have to, you know, make the translation. Mm
1: -hmm. You
0: know, uh, our confidence, you know, for us, you know, can be in our bank accounts or job security or, you know, uh, 401Ks, all kinds of different things, the ups and the downs of the economy. And sometimes you can see Mm -hmm. our panic when any of these, you know, get touched in even, you know, just a little bit, in you know, a small way. And these mm-hmm. are these are but idols that prop us up and idols that we have to prop up. Mm-hmm. And, and our confidence, you know, should be in our Lord. And so the, the question is, you know, really what is, what is where is your hope? What is mm-hmm. the source of your confidence? And it's easy, you know, sitting around the table with a cup of coffee and a mm-hmm. Bible up in front of you to say our confidence is in the Lord. <laughs> but when your world gets shaken, often you find out where your confidence, you know, really is. And we often find out that our, our theology has not made it from our head to our hearts, to our to the way that we live. Mm-hmm. And and same, so what is true of Israel is true of us. What, yep. uh, we're looking in a mirror every time we, we look at Scripture. Uh, the sins are not exactly the same, but sin is always exactly the same. And mm-hmm. the heart of sin is idolatry, confidence in anything other than our Lord. Mm -hmm. Cindy, why don't you close us
2: with a word of prayer? Sure. Father, these words bring such an indictment to my heart um, as I consider the ways, Father, that I've constructed um, idols to to place my hope and trust in. And yet your word clearly um, tells us once again that these things will not stand. They will fall over. They will topple. Um, It is a place of misplaced trust. So, Father, i um, just praying for forgiveness, asking again, Father, that as you have revealed yourself in your word, that my heart and our hearts would continue to look to you as our only hope and our salvation, and that, um, Father, from you, we can um, place our confidence. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.